Salam Radio Show acknowledges that the land from which we're broadcasting is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The colonial project is ongoing and continues to disenfranchise First Nation people. I recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded and like to pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Salam y'all and welcome to Salam Radio Show on this fine Sunday afternoon. I'm your host Marushti and on today's show I have a special guest. He's one of the first DJs outside of Egypt to specialize in Maharaganat music. His DJ name is of course Phil Batir. Um, Maharaganat, which has been undergoing repetitive censorship and banning from the Egyptian government, have managed to only rise on top and prosper to become the most popular Egyptian music nowadays. Mahraganat started as improv performance in Egyptian weddings and has since evolved through digitization and mixing it with trap and techno music. Um, on this show, I'll discuss uh, with Phil what's happening in the Egyptian Mahraganat uh, scene, uh, how he got exposed to it, um, and we'll also talk about his uh, amazing work on the Cairo Concept compilation that he's done featuring artists such as DJ Pleed, DJ Haram, and Afaz. So stay tuned for not just an interview with uh, Phil Batir, but also to listen to a full hour of his mix that he's made for us, which uh, we will be uploading later on on SoundCloud without any interruption. But now it will be playing um, underneath our interview, and you'll hear a fair bit of it on this show. You're tuning to 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 a.m., and you're on Salam Radio Show.
Salam Phil and welcome to Salam Radio Show. How are you going? Okay, I'm a, I'm a bit sick. That's why my voice is a bit hoarse. Uh, I'm not sure. I hope it's not COVID. I think it's because I went jogging in cold weather, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, it, is it cold in Switzerland at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wintry now. It's like, I live in Basel, right. it's not snowing. Mm. But in the morning, maybe there's a bit of frost, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of all your mixes and as well the Cairo Concepts compilation that you've done with incredible artists such as Zafas or Three Phase, um, DJ Plead and DJ Haram. And your mixes, like, they focus on Mahrajanat music, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, all the energy they bring and the authenticity of that genre coming from Egypt um, yeah and the energy of it can you can you tell us about how how it started all for you yeah well um, you know, uh, it's pretty like uh, public knowledge that I am not a hurt okay 
think you can tell. You can see my real name in the Zoom, which we're gonna keep quiet right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I was studying Arabic. And back in 2012, I went to Cairo for the first time to, uh, to you know, intensify the dialect studies. And mm -hmm. then I was also a music journalist and promoter at the time. And I got to know, I was actually the first non-friend to attend a concert by Zuli. Zuli, um, I love Zuli. Yeah, and and uh, Hussein Shabini, Ismail. Uh, back then, they were wet robots. Love Basina with a singer called Basina. Uh, Tag Money is also one of them. And they had, and uh, you know, I did some research, found out about them, wrote an article about them and uh, Ganat. Um I think it was like the first German article. On the on Maroganat at the time, and also the first article at all about like this electronic scene around Zuli and these people. And uh, you know, one thing led to another, and we became friends. And I decided because I was also promoted to put on a European tour for them, and we tried that out, did that three times in total. And then uh, Zuli, Hassan Shabini, all these people formed a collective called uh, Cairo is Coming. All written with a K, so K I K. And uh, through these projects, um, I was going back and forth through Cairo to Cairo a lot, and uh, you know a certain dynamic developed. I was spending all my free time there, and during the first two years, Mahogany was uh, this is not very public, a uh, very present in the public space. So I had some time to approach it, think about it, you know, kind of develop my position towards that music. Yeah, then at the end of 2013, I launched the Filmotir project. Yeah. And, uh, and that, of course, contributed to the dynamic of going to Cairo. Um, I hadn't been there for two years since the pandemic, but I was there two weeks ago. That was amazing. Finally, to go back, uh, kick off some new cooperations and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's how it started. And of course, it was a very like a main motivation of the project was that it wasn't possible to listen to uh, to Maharaganat anywhere in. Switzerland or Europe at the time. Okay, so the only way to like experience it in a club setting was to DJ myself at the time. Like, I, I probably wouldn't have started the project if it would have been different. Like, I, for instance, I also like uh, reggae dancehall a lot, mm -hmm. but uh, there are so many DJs that I can just go to a club and listen to. And, uh, and that, and the DJ project was my way to kind of like. Uh, have that experience and yeah and then projects and cooperations friendships all these things just kind of organically developed from there it's an ongoing process of course mm -hmm. yeah it's great that you went to egypt to um, practice your arabic and the egyptian dialect is the most um, beautiful and endearing one i find and i grew up with Listening to Egyptian music, um, I'm from Lebanon, uh, and a lot of Lebanese singers would sing in Egyptian dialect. 
and the movies were incredible. Like Egypt has um, an era of amazing cinema that's an art that's um, maybe kind of like uh, digressed for a bit, but I can feel like now there's a lot of a lot of amazing projects happening, a lot of amazing Mahrajanat festival yeah. happening, amazing artists coming from Cairo. And it's so good to see that uh, other people are appreciating it and can relate to that sound. So the great thing about Maharajana that really attracts me to the genre is that it is actually a living, enacted subculture that, um, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people give life to, okay? It's not like one of these, let's say, speculative sound design uh, fusion kind of things that you'll only find in the club, right? You can actually go there and there's a dancing stuff. There's a way to get dressed. There's there's a whole culture around it, you know, a whole industry and 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 uh, and people you can actually in, interact with that, that that represent what they're doing and uh, that that's what's so amazing about this genre that it came from the outskirts of Cairo and became a real living thing and it's not just like the brainchild of someone who's like I'm gonna make space or food work or whatever or this and that you know and um it's Cairo anyway is, in my opinion has the most interesting music culture when you look at the experimental artists and Maragannot combined uh, I feel everyone should get into it
and you're tuning to Salam Radio Show and listening to a mix of Mahraganat music by Phil Stay tuned for more discussion with Phil later on. And I know Mahajanat has a little bit of politics in it. It was banned in Egypt. Um, it's an underground music and it's music for the people, from the people to the people. So, yeah, what do you think of that? There have been uh, like these spurts of banishing. Like back in 2019, it was banned twice by the, uh, by the so-called music syndicate or mm-hmm. artist syndicate. In Egypt, uh, the, the legal situation is that to be a performing artist in a public space, you need a sort of like artist license. And it actually, it actually looks like a driver's license, okay? It's like a, a, a form of identification. And, um, you know, and they kind of regulate who is permitted to be an artist, okay? And uh, there, for a long time, the understanding was an artist is a singer or someone who plays an instrument. And that kind of uh, electronic music production didn't really count as that. Now, at the same time, like I said, it's a legal institution. Uh, you know, the, the rule of law in Egypt isn't that strong, so there, there's a lot of informal structures, okay? And that's basically where these, uh, you know, the first Mahaganat singers come from. And because of these informal structures, it was able to kind of, you know, uh, be successful without, away from, from these... Uh, mainstream mechanisms right <laughs> um, and then at some point it became very successful it became the dominant music I wouldn't call I would it hasn't been an underground sound for years it's like the popular sound of Egypt um, yeah and you know the, the artists make money off advertisement deals making jingles that kind of stuff like for Vodafone for instance and at, uh, yeah, and then there were these bands in 2019 and the head of the music syndicate is an old pop star called Hanny Shacker. And <laughs> he is, and it's not so much like a political thing as it is, this is my interpretation at least, as it is a music market kind of thing that you know, mm. this Hanny Shacker guy maybe trying to preserve his understanding of what popular music should be. And then it was banned twice, and then they allowed it again, I think at the beginning of this year. Uh, but then they said, okay, the Maharaganat artists are not musicians, they're actually lyricists, and they have to register as lyricists. And wow. then, like, three weeks ago, it was uh, they did a big ban again, where they made, like, a big list of, uh, of artists that that are banned now 
and uh, the list is basically every um, popular Mahogan Alt artist. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, if you want to start your own DJ project and you don't know where, where to start, just go look at that list. <laughs> you know what the names are. <laughs> Tuning to Salam, a radio show. I'm your host Marushti, and you're listening to Mahraganat Next by Phil Batir. How did you start that project and what was the idea behind it and how did you, like you got all these artists involved, um, how did you describe it to them? It felt like they were all on the same page. Um, so yeah, how, how, how did that come about? Okay, um, yeah, and there's even an Australian artist on that too. Um, did you play it, play it, play it? Yes. Uh, yeah, the starting point was that at the time, Mahogunat was about 10 years old. And uh, uh, I had noticed that quite a few experimental artists had been appropriating from the genre. 
And I, when I say appropriating, I don't mean like cultural appropriation in this like uh, postmodern academic sense. I mean they were like referencing using musical tropes from the genre, etc. Right? Mm. So this was interesting because uh, Mahargonal itself is also a very um, appropriative genre. It, it uses things from other genres and reuses them in a way that you wouldn't expect at first. Mm -hmm. So, um, what um, I did was basically like, okay, let's... So all these people, these artists who are somehow referencing or, or integrating Mahaganath tropes into their productions, have some kind of understanding of Mahaganath as with the artists themselves. So, uh, you know, how can this genre be understood 10 years later? And let's, let's try looking at that by putting artists that are appropriating from the genre next to artists who see themselves within the genre. Right? Mm. And uh, that's why half the tracks are these experimental artists. Mm -hmm. are, and half of them are like, you know, from the Mahaganat scene. And uh, the assignment towards uh, uh, the artist was, and well, first of all, the, the condition to participate or the condition of me asking someone was that they had already somehow uh, appropriated from Mahaganat in the past. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it didn't matter whether they were from outside of Egypt or within Egypt, because there are also non-Mahraganath artists in Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but that had also been using the genre for their productions. So yeah, I, and in that category fell people like uh, DJ Klee, DJ Haran, Three Phase, uh, Torhi. So I said, so I explained to them to this and said, hey, how would you like to uh, be part of this? Maybe even do a feature with the artist. The only condition is that you um, make a track where you feel you're somehow appropriating or referencing or or using a musical element from a, you know, in, in that way they reflect what they're reflecting, how they understand the Mm -hmm. And by you listening to it and and saying, oh yeah, that that I, I think that's Mahanaganath, you know, you are also like cultivating your own understanding of the genre. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Salam radio show and uh, this is all about Mahraganat music on today's show stay tuned for more discussion with Phil Batir who's our guest There's a crossover between those two genres and what you're saying before there's a lot of experimentation with it which yeah. is very, very exciting um but yeah can you tell us more so what you know about it they definitely cross pollinate each other because uh sometimes it's the same producers you know of course a rapper would never call himself a number Although a Maharaganal artist might call himself a rapper sometimes. And um, yeah, so certain producers started taking the Maharaganal style beat and using trap samples instead of shabby samples. So it's basically the same music, but a slightly different feel. Uh, and then with rap, you know, but also even with the rap, with certain like vocal tropes from Maharaganat. And it's really hard to tell the difference sometimes now. And even in the mix, you'll hear uh, certain some of these crossovers. Yeah, um, I know 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but like Maharaganat started in Egyptian weddings. Yeah, because weddings were like the excuse to party in, in those settings. Yeah. That's the thing in a lot of Arabic countries. Um, but even the word Maharaganat actually means festivals, um, from what I know. And it, it means just festive festivity, which is very reflected in the genre. Like there's a lot of energy to it. Um, unmatched energy and like very authentic you can you can tell it's Maharajanat music um yeah i'm just wondering uh, i'm not wondering i want to ask you have you been to an egyptian wedding many times yeah sure tell us tell us about that experience well i mean there are egyptian weddings and there are egyptian weddings now <laughs> then we're gonna get into the class divide pretty quickly okay you'll find Maharajanat at all of them but uh, you're probably talking about, uh, you know, in lack of a better term, I'm going to call it a street wedding, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Where you have this this crowded alleyway, men on one side, women on the other, big stage, oversteering speakers. Yeah, really big. End, and shout outs. You know? um, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like packed, you know, you really have to like elbow your way through and then you're on the stage you're on the wobbly board <laughs> you know we've got the pyros going on you've got the dancers doing uh crazy moves uh you've got the oversteering microphone the singers it's, i love it's really ex- it's exciting to be honest it's like it's like a really big like human beehive you know <laughs> and you've got got the deodorants with the fire spraying and and stuff like that Mm. it's really really exciting it's a great experience and uh, yeah um yeah i yeah i agree like i really want to be i've seen it in in um tv shows and um movies but i never been to one (laughs) and i can't even imagine how incredible it would be part of it to be part of it i I mean one of the dj uh, actually producer that i love so much from egypt is called dj abu sahar and oh really i i had i had a show with him and it was very insightful and like i love the way he produces it as well like in the middle like he does do he does represent it really well like he does mc on top of it and um like he improvised all of it which is like mind-blowing and every day (laughs) yeah for me abu sahar is a phenomenon of his own Mm. just like islam gypsy is a phenomenon of his own Mm. because abu sahar isn't considered part of the Maharaganats. No, yeah. You know, uh, it starts with that he's from Minya, Upper Egypt, yeah. which is actually the south of Egypt. Um, <laughs> and it's like a different ethnicity there too. Like mm. he's, you know, when he's in Cairo, he's very, he's very shy because uh, you know, he's not, he's not at home, you know, but he's a really great guy. And uh, just his persistence and uh, his, uh, what do you call it? You know, when you keep going at something. It's just amazing. Like he was doing this 
uh, already like 10 years ago. Mm. Like we've been chatting since 2013 and uh, he's just been keeping at it and at it, doing his thing, playing his melodies on his, on his keyboard. Yeah. Not piano keyboard, yeah. computer keyboard, yeah. you know. And he's really like developed his own kind of style where you know ah, that's Abu Sahar. Mm. And you know, like uh, his own kind of mood as well. He calls his style of music Tropy. Uh, tropy, yeah. you know. Uh what he when he writes that he means trippy, like you're on a trip. Well, he told me it means true being. I think it means a lot of things, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope he can come play in Europe soon. Mm. He was actually supposed to play at a festival in, in Switzerland uh, today. Actually, he was going to play in Switzerland today. Wow. But the, but the Omicron variant kind of uh, stopped that. Yeah. 
يا جزمك رقصت شع المسرح مل الوضع الزار صدق اللي قال اخره لع شباب بنات مكيفات بالعربيات على الموتوسيكلات بالاستو خبوس خدوهات بالاستو خبوس خدوهات هتيزيك زاك علي المزاك خليك تيمك تروح بغداد هتيزيك زاك علي المزاك خليك تيمك تروح بغداد حريب حريب عامل الرجيم بالوضع له ما بقى السليم حريب حريب عامل الرجيم بالوضع له ما بقى السليم place I played it too like it was it was a fluke just convincing clubs to let me DJ there you know and since there was nothing comparable it was like six hours of straight Maharaganala which is just like too much for someone who has never heard it before um then uh about four no maybe around 2015 2016 I'm gonna call it the acid Arab bump. Uh, like, yeah, kind of like, I remember that. Ar- yeah, kind of like Arabic fusion techno music kind of got popular. And then venues wanted to somehow complement that. And then there were opportunities for me, but it, it was kind of unbearable because, you know, yeah, you had like all these Zimzalabim thousand one night references and, 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 and you know, the. The, the art students who just want to come and yell Habibi and do contortionist movements and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and people calling the genre uh, uh, ele- electronic oriental and all kinds of bullshit like that mm. and that was uh, you know that, that there was a few opportunities to play the music but I, I don't feel people really got it so the real thing that helped was just how popular Maharaganah itself became in Egypt in the past mm. three years okay mm. it had it made a huge leap 
you know, through some very special artists like Hamo Bika, Ala Fifty, Anaba, Zuksh and Young Zuksh, Double Zuksh, Oka's big comeback. Yeah, some great things happened there and its popularity worldwide grew a bit more. And I feel that Maraganat is starting, excuse me, to be taken seriously as a as a genre. Yeah, so the, the genre is an, is starting to establish itself. Uh, Molotov was a big help there too, of course. Mm, I love, I love. I forgot stuff. to mention him. Yeah, I forgot to mention him before, but he has to be mentioned too. Yeah. And. Uh, I feel there's a chance now for the genre to be more embraced by uh, Arabic communities in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, or at least that's the experience I made when we toured in September, went to uh, Berlin and Paris. And there, like, you know, I, I never experienced this before. People were able to, uh, to sing the lyrics of the songs. Okay, and they were doing that in the crowd. That was so cool. Nice. Um, so I think there, you know, that it can. Uh, there, that good things are coming, and I just hope you know uh, the Mahagana artists keep on producing such great music, and that it gains further notoriety. And I hope I can support this process somehow because. Uh, Don't 
So you're tuning to Salam Radio Show for the last 50 minutes. I've been playing a mix by Phil Bakhtir all about Mahraganat music from Egypt. This whole mix will be uploaded onto our SoundCloud account, so make sure to follow us on Salam Radio Show. SoundCloud, um, just type in Salam Radio Show. Um, yeah, and uh, we're nearing the end of the show. I'll leave you with the mix by Phil Bakhtir. What's next for you? What's your next project going to be on? Well, um, first I've got to see how this pandemic develops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, until like, until September when we had some, could do some European tours again. After the pandemic hit, I didn't do anything at all because, except for maybe mix if someone asked me, because uh, there was no point in, in working on this project when the goal of the project is bringing Maharaganat artists to Europe and going on tour and that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. So if that if that's like isn't possible, then it's going to be a, you know hiatus. We'll see, you know, because the whole point of a release project, Cairo Concepts, is a case like that, was to be able to actually present it in a live, uh, you know, setting. But if if the pandemic allows it, um, yeah, I'm working on some releases with some other artists, trying to uh, get some features going between artists and uh, uh, some better-known European artists, and also dabbling in some own productions, maybe making instrumental uh, uh, one of the singers can use. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where that goes. But, you know, obviously, you have to see how the situation develops.
this is it for the show today. You're listening to Mahraganat Music Mix by Phil Batir on Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. I uh, hope to see you next week. If you want to listen to the full mix, it will be uploaded on our SoundCloud account midweek. Our SoundCloud account, you can find it through typing Salam Radio Show. Salam is spelled S-A-L-A-A-M. I'll leave you with a bit of the mix and I hope you have a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'm in bed.